Hey ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know that it's Tuesday and you know that it's October 15th, but did you know that uh, late yesterday we put out a big show, a grand show, a large show, go check it out, show, go check it out, show. That's what I'm talking about. But let's just do sort of the standard Elon Day. It's not going to be a long one. It's not going to be a big one. It's not going to be a juicy one because, you know, I'm busy doing this silly textbook. It was a very, very silly idea. But let's first of all talk about biodefense mode in S and X. And this is from the Tesla website. Biodefense mode is made possible by the extremely large HEPA filter in the Model X, later on the S as well. Tesla notes that biodefense mode is 100 times more effective than premium auto filters, removing at least 99.97 of the fine particulate matter and gaseous pollutants, as well as bacteria, viruses, pollen, and spore molds. Why is that important at the time? Uh, people sort of made a lot of fun of Elon about this. Like, why would you possibly need a HEPA filter in a car? It's ridiculous. But since we've had a lot of fires in California in the last few years, I've got to tell you that it works really well. When other people are in their cars coughing up, uh, you know, smoke and particulate matter, if you've got it on biodefense mode, it does this thing where it ramps up the fan and it sort of puts the car under a positive pressure and it's filtering this under pressure and it's amazing how much better the air quality is inside the car than outside the car. Now, unfortunately... Model 3 does not have biodefense mode. It's got a very good filter though, and some independent testers actually rate it as excellent, more than just good. I rate it as excellent when it doesn't stink, and as follow-up, my Model 3 does not stink anymore. Tesla came, they put in um, some new filters, and did some cleaning, and now it's delicious, delectable, lovely, and amazing. I just wish there was actual biodefense mode in the Model 3, because turns out we're going to have a lot more fires here in California. Now let's talk about lithium, right? You need a lot of lithium, right? To make a lot of batteries, right? To make uh, cars renewable, right? You need that. And which countries have most lithium? Come on, which ones? Give me three. That's right. Australia, Chile, and China. These are the big three. But I was just reading in the LA Times that the Salton Sea, which is about two hours from where I am, and I just went down and visited with my son just a few months ago, the Salton Sea is packed with lithium. Now, not the part of the Salton Sea that you might know, which is, you know, where about 100 years ago they were diverting the Colorado River, and it kind of broke, and it filled up this sort of ancient seabed with water. And then some smart people said, hey, this is kind of cool, let's turn it into the Riviera of California. And then, because of all of the wash-off, from the local farms, over time, the salt and tea became more more salt, more salt, more salt. All the fish started dying, and it's pretty disgusting there now, actually. And mostly abandoned, although there's still some people that live there. We're not talking about that part of the salt and sea. Apparently, there's another part of the salt and sea where they actually have a lot of geothermal, and there's this brine there, and in that brine is lithium. And there's a number of companies that are working on uh, getting uh, the permits to set up getting lithium from there. And it could be up to somewhere, I think they were saying 100,000 tons a year that they could get out from the Salton Sea area, which would be good because we need a lot of lithium, okay? And it's close to, uh, you know, where Tesla makes the cars. Let's talk about uh, Gigafactory 3 again. So there has been some spy shots in just the last day that suggest that production at Gigafactory 3 has indeed begun. Now, 
How much can we believe these? I am not sure, but there's a number of people in China that say that these things are real and that they've actually got production of Model 3 commencing at uh, Gigafactory 3. And on this news, Tesla stock went up a little tiny bit. And I should also say, I should have said this last week, that the Nobel Prize in Chemistry has been awarded to three scientists for their work on what? That is right, developing lithium-ion batteries. Let me try and uh, say their names. John B. Goodenough, oh, he was good enough, of the University of Texas at Austin. M. Stanley Whittingham from Birmingham University. And uh, Akrai Yoshino of Mihino, I don't know how to say this, University in Japan, will receive equal shares of the 9 million Swedish krona, or 740,000 pounds, or about $1.5 million, which was announced by the Swedish Royal Academy on Wednesday. At 97 years old, this is just a nice little piece of information, good enough, because he is good enough, is the oldest laureate to win a Nobel Prize in any discipline. That's pretty cool. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you for your work on uh, the lithium-ion battery. I don't know exactly what the work was, but I'm sure it was very good. And now they're all Nobel Prize winners. And we get to drive around in electric cars because lithium-ion batteries are awesome, even though we need them to be more awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my name's Mel Herbert. This is a short show. It's Elon Daily. It's part of the Talking Tesla, uh, you know, network of shows. Give us a rating and review. You know the spiel. Become a patron. You know the spiel. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I know, a bit wimpy to do one that's only about six minutes long, but hey, I'm a busy guy right now. I'm dying here. I'm dying.